Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team dive into the mind of brett boone as we turn to the baseball legend to find out what's happening in his life and around major league baseball this is turning two with booney here's your host rich herrera all right let's do some baseball stuff you got it how good are the atlanta braves as good as advertised um you know i've i've Having some debates lately, you know, the, who's, who's the best team? Uh, is it Baltimore? You know, they said Tampa Bay's fading. Yeah, they've lost some. They obviously had a problem recently with their young star, Wander Franco. That's uh, all this is alleged stuff, but a little bit of, of turmoil gone over there. McClanahan, their ace goes down. Uh, but man, Tampa Bay, if it's one thing they are, they're resilient. They're hanging in there pretty good. They're only two out in the East. Everybody's talking about Baltimore. You know, it, it was a thing for a long time. We said it's it, it's a feel-good story. It's nice, Baltimore being at the top, uh, top of the league. Now it's turned into it's a little bit more than a feel-good thing. These guys are really good. And are especially the back end. Yes, especially the back end of their bullpen. I mean, the Bautista, he, he makes me uh, glad that I don't have to swing a bat. Uh, the back end of that bullpen is as good as it gets in Baltimore. Those kids are young. They're fiery. They've got that it factor right now. They've got that look in their eye when they take the field. They know they're going to beat whoever they're playing that night. They're they're winning close games. So I think Baltimore's a real deal now, not just a feel-good story anymore. The, the Texas Rangers, I think they're as good as advertised. And Evaldi is, has been on the shelf for a while. He's going to be back. You're going to couple him with Scherzer, uh, Gray, Montgomery they got from St. Louis. Texas did a lot at the deadline. They made themselves the best. I thought they had the best deadline out of all the teams. Texas still a top team. Houston, they're the ones. Houston and the Dodgers. Nobody's Notice nobody's talked about the Dodgers nope. all year. The all Dodgers have no pressure with, on them. All we talked about with the Dodgers, you know, a year ago they won 111 games. And all everybody's talked about the Dodgers this year is, well, they didn't get any better this offseason, which is true. Right. They're, they're a little bit of a different look team than they were a year ago. Urias isn't having the year that that he's had. Kershaw still is. He's been on the shelf a little bit. He's back in action. He's still got a 2-5, ERA. Kershaw is still doing it at his age. One of the greatest lefties of all time. Uh, but I'll tell you, they're s- sneakily being there. I'm looking at I'm looking at the Dodgers. They've got a 10-game lead in the West. Right. Uh, yeah, they're 73 the and started, 40. The Giants faded. Diamondbacks they're faded, seven, Giants faded. They're 73 and 46. They've got the third best record in baseball out of nowhere. So I pe- think people are sleeping on the Dodgers a little bit, but that gets me to the final. Uh, all these teams are great. 
these are all top teams I'm naming. And yes, the real deal teams. Atlanta to me, better than all of them. Atlanta top to bottom, defense, uh, offense, defense, pitching, bullpen. Uh, they're the most complete team out there. And they're professional. They've been there. They've done that. They have a little experience. Uh, this group of players has the experience of going to the postseason. Um, they have a great staff over there. Uh, I, I just think, uh, for me, they're the top team in baseball. But as we know, Rich, we get to that tournament, and it takes off, and it's going crazy with these – to win a World Series now, you got to win four rounds of playoffs. Uh, fourth being the World Series. So many grenades there. Uh, so nothing's for sure. And we can do the on-paper thing all we want. Uh, the bottom line is it's crazy. And and history has shown uh, teams that get in late, those wildcard teams, those guys that are fighting the month of September and sneak in, tend to do well in the modern day playoff uh playoff schedule the way it's set up so i look for all these teams and i look for who knows i mean i was i was looking at this i always talk about the central the central in the in the american league is the weakest division of baseball but i look to the central in the national league as also a very weak division all of a sudden you got milwaukee winning that division and you got chicago and cincinnati just sitting right there they're a half game out of that wild card spot so you could possibly potentially have three teams coming from the central. Whereas if three months ago, you would have told me even two teams would go. I say, you're crazy. There's a potential for three teams to come out of the central in the national league. That's been the biggest surprise to me. It's the play of the Chicago Cubs and the Cincinnati Reds. Also, uh, this is the last thing I'll say. Miami's sneaky. Good. Yeah. Miami Marlins are sneaky. Good. So. I'll leave you. I'll leave you at that. Go back to Baltimore for just a second, because that's a big, big city for me. Uh, when I do my when I do my show on CBS Sports Radio, there, people of Baltimore are excited. Normally, about this time, they've already turned the page. They're watching Ravens football. They're they're getting to Cam, Camden Yards or getting Oriole Park at Camden Yards. Charm City is excited about Baltimore. How amazing would it be for those long suffering Orioles fans? to have some momentum, to win the East, because you've been to Oriole Park in Camden Yards when that place was rocking, and uh, they're feeling it right now. It's really a cool thing to see. I mean, these kids, and, and, and I thought, you know, for a while there, I, I, didn't, I didn't pay much attention to them because I thought it was going to be a thing that faded, you know, like the Pirates early in the season. They were atop of the division. I'm thinking that, you know, that's not going to last. It didn't. St. Louis Cardinals being at the bottom of the division. We're not used to them being at the bottom of the division. They stayed at the bottom of the division. That was a that was a big surprise to me. This Oriole team's for real. They're for real. These young guys are ready to take on that postseason. I don't know if they're ready to win a World Series right now. I still think there's better tournament, better, better teams that I've mentioned. But I'll tell you what, they're the real deal. And, and people that take them lightly and, and, and treat them as, oh, it's a feel-good story and they're too young, they're not ready to win yet, well, they're going to be rude, rudely awakened by this team. I just watched them play uh, the Seattle Mariners. And that Seattle Mariners got hot too, by the way. This, the Seattle Mar I think they're going to – the Seattle Mariners, I didn't mention them. I think they're going to grab a, one of the wild-card spots in the, in the AL. That's a story for another day. They went seven, eight in a row. Then the, the uh, Orioles came to town. Great pitching performances by that young staff in Seattle. But the Orioles beat them the last two days in a one-run game. I think Kirby pitched a nine-inning shutout, uh, gave it over to the bullpen, ended up losing the game one to nothing. 
that Baltimore team is resilient. They came back the next night against a really good, uh, really good Seattle Mariner ball club right now, playing really good, and they won another one-run ball game. Seems like they've been doing that a lot this year. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. All right. So if we talk about the teams that are surging, how about we talk about the teams that are fading? Uh, Yankees, Halos, Giants, Diamondbacks, all fading as we're getting ready to get closer and closer to September. What do you make of it? Well, you know, I'm, I'm... Close to the to the Yankee situation, not not because I really discuss anything with my brother, but but I, I have my eye on him because I'm looking out to see how Aaron's team's doing. Uh, I, I I think they're done. I think they're done. Uh, just it hasn't worked out this year with a couple uh, with a couple bright spots. That being one being Garrett Cole having a great year. Volpe's getting a full year. I think he's going to be a really good future shortstop for, for the Yankees. Rizzo started off great. He has the concussion protocol. He's down. LeMahieu's been in and out of the lineup. Uh, Stanton's been in and out of the lineup. He's having a rough year. It's well-documented. Judge ran into the fence. Uh, he was out of lineup for two months. Uh, Donaldson, their third baseman, he, he's been out. He's done till the, at least the middle of September. Now I go to the starting rotation, which for me, as you know, Rich, is the most important thing. You were supposed to have Rodon. He was a big off-season acquisition. They spent a lot of money. He missed the first two months of the season, and since he's come back, he has not been good at all. Not the Rodon they thought they were getting. A, a personal favorite of mine, Severino. Uh, I've been waiting for this kid to really come into his own. He's been beat up with the injury bug for years and years. Uh, he comes back. He's he he's pitched. He's one of the worst pitchers in baseball. I mean, time after time after time, he's he's approaching a nine ERA as a starting pitcher. He's starting to get some innings under his belt. That's unacceptable. Then you go to a Nestor Cortez who had a big year for him last year. He's been hurt quite a bit. He came back, had a real encouraging outing went right back on the IL. That bullpen's the only thing that's a, it's kind of a been a mainstay for them. They got one of the best bullpens in baseball, but you can't get to the bullpen because that starting rotation's been so thin. The off the the the, the offense has been dismal. Uh I, I never like to officially write anybody off at this stage with six weeks to go in the season. But as without being a hundred percent uh, I'm writing the, the Yankees off this year. It's just not their year. They just don't have the personnel. They just don't have the roster. They don't have the health uh, to get ready for postseason baseball. That's just what I'm seeing in the last month uh, of that Yankee ball club. All right. Uh, a couple things to talk about. Um, what is Boone watching? What do you got for me, son? I wrote this down for you today because I didn't want to uh, forget. Let me go to my Let me go to my phone where I did. Okay, show I watched uh, Netflix. It's called Collateral. Now I got on the Bear. We we had um, we had Joel McHale on a few weeks ago. He's got he's got a small role in the Bear. I started to watch the Bear the other day, and I hate to say, man, there was a lot going on in the first half hour. They were in the kitchen. They were yelling at each other. There was too much going on. Went over to the Collateral, which is uh, Netflix. 
It's a thriller. It's based in London. Uh, the pizza delivery boy comes, delivers a pizza, gets gets shot. It's a murder mystery. I like the way it's shaping up. I'm midway through episode two, season one of Collateral. I think it's going to be really good. That's what I'm watching. All right. And let's leave off the way that we always do, talking about what's hashtag Boone approved. I got one for you today. You ready? Here we go. Boone approved. Artificial intelligence. AI. Is it Boone approved or not? (laughs) I think it's really cool. It's cutting edge. Too much information in the wrong hands can be dangerous. And I think Mm -hmm. at this time in our, with everything going on in the world right now, 2023, it's crazy times. Uh, As cool as I think it is, as it is, and and the the upside to it, I think there's a lot of downside to it. So I'm going to go Boone, not approved. Would you, I think I've asked you this before, but I'll ask again, would you ride in an AI driven car? Like a Tesla? Yeah. Man, that's a good question. I think I would. I think I, I, I think the data says uh, the data would test out that it's safer than, than a human driving the car. But, but you hear that one crash out of millions of, of, uh, of trips on the AI powered car. You hear about that one crash and you go, wait a minute, if I was behind the wheel, we wouldn't have crashed. So I think that, you know, if I were strictly a numbers guy, I'd say, absolutely. You get behind the wheel of an AI car. It has a better chance of avoiding an accident than, than you do. Even if you consider yourself a pretty good, pretty astute driver. Uh, I guess I would at this stage. I mean, if it gets through all the red tape to get on the market and it actually is something that is legal, I'm sure it's pretty safe. I, I don't know. I, I, I think I'd be a little bit like, okay, I'm right here in case something goes wrong. But but I think at this stage, I think the technology is far enough. That'd be a pretty safe ride. All right. There you go. All right, folks, that's going to do it for turning two with Booney on his uh his vacation. Let's go, Ernie. We'll see how he does tomorrow so I can win $5. <laughs> um, who do we got coming up on the program uh, next week? Program next week, we've got a Ryan Dempster. Really, oh, really cool. He's he, he's with the Marquee Network with the Cubs. Also is a, is a co-host of uh, Intentional Talk with, with the network, with the MLB network. Uh, played a lot of years, won a World Series. But he had some really interesting takes. He had some really interesting takes on uh, the pitching side of the game now and in the strike zone and what he sees from the booth on a nightly basis also all right anyway i think we just lost brett so i'm gonna here we go here we go here we go now we're done listen i'm back you're 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 off playing off now we're done Uh, all right (laughs) are you back i'm done all right, that's it. He's done. He's got to go play golf. You got to get some sleep. You got to get some rest. You got to get out there. I'm and you got to win tomorrow. Back. You got to beat Ernie tomorrow. Right? There you go. All right, that's going to do it for the Boone Podcast. I'm Rich Rare. That's Brett Boone. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll talk to you next week.